The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. All right, folks, we're back. Second hour of the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller, with you on this Friday, 27th day of March. 2020. And I, I'm going to hop off the Corona's bandwagon here. Uh, Corona bandwagon. Toyota bandwagon. G- g- give it a name. I don't care. I, I don't and I've, I've been looking at the story now for, for two days. Tesla and his wonderful little charge-me-up cars that really don't go that far and that fast. By the way, the great speed you get out of a Tesla, that's on fully charged batteries. What happens when they're half depleted? Oh, that's right. It's not as fast as it was. But now we're discovering that Tesla and these charging stations, and they got to be a fast charge, that it's actually destroying the batteries. So you're further depleting the usefulness of your electric car. Yeah, you might feel good when you're driving it, like these people did with these smart cars, when I still had a motorcycle, I used to pull up next to these guys and just take a look at them and go, what in the hell do you think you're doing? You know, I'd be in a better position being on a motorcycle and being hit by a car than these clowns because that little bread box is going to fold up on top of them. At least I'll be thrown. <laughs> but at any rate, I'll get into that. You know, I need a little break here from the coronavirus. I'm I'm wondering if people aren't talking themselves into the symptoms. Ed in Utah. Hello, Ed. Hello, uh, John. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, what an interview you just conducted there with Harley. Uh, Very informative. Um, I had called in on um, a show previously, and a caller, Murr from Wisconsin, had called afterwards and uh, uh, brought me up to speed um, because I was asking Mark if the American Free Press could um, get a hold of Lorraine Day. Well, she called in and said that on Andrew Harrington Hitchcock uh, in his archives last night, he interviewed her, uh, and that lady is 83 years old. And um, the reason I brought him up uh, was because uh, uh, with her background, fighting uh, the homo agenda there at the San Francisco General Hospital when she was a theater director there, theater of surgery, uh, she had uh, uh, had to have had some kind of shoulder rubbing or something run into this uh, Fauci guy, and I've been trying to research that man. He's very elusive, yeah. but there is information coming out about him. Well, he's, uh, he's, he, I, look, he, he's been the recipient of government grants, government this, government that. He's been with the, been, with the government for a number of years. So, right. you know, and this, and this is what's bothersome to me, Ed. Uh, hey, you want some job security? You know, you do what you're told, you play along, you do whatever. Uh, it's an inside guy. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not opposed to taking somebody, let's say, just off the street that's got the bona fides, that is not compromised, that is not dependent on somebody's money, that's not dependent on somebody's favor for keeping a job or maintaining a paycheck. Right, right. Yeah, there you go. And speaking of Fauci, very interesting day today. Uh, I don't always listen to the other big talk shows, but I do to keep an ear. Uh, Rush Limbaugh called into his own show today. 
first time his voice has been on, uh, uh, John. In two weeks. In uh, two, two weeks, yeah, yes. Yeah. He called in to say he'll be back Monday. But he called into his own show, and he even blindsided his sit-in host there. And uh, so what happened is he said he did reveal this. Again, he's almost sounding RBN-ish. He got on and he said this 500,000 hokey scaremongering started in the U.K. He says, and I'm going to talk about that Monday. And here you and Harley brought it up. Yeah, uh, I think because I do believe if there was no theater there that his host was blindsided. Then, if that's not enough, again, this I can't prove this, but it has to be on Russia's uh, orders. Uh, his host let this Tom Massey, a uh, congressman from Kentucky, that caused a furor today. And, um, you know, Donald Trump may have shown his hand, like some callers think. You know what I'm talking about, right? No, I don't. Holy cow, this was a big, big ruckus. Uh, unfortunately, Tom Massey got up there and uh, uh, held up the bill. And they started, fellow Republicans started uh, calling him a, uh, a disruptor and on par with Pelosi and all this crap. Uh, Donald Trump uh, shouldn't have done what he did. Uh, he ends up tweeting, and he used none of this vitriol against even Hillary or against the Pelosi and said that, Don Massey, or Tom Massey out of Kentucky, ought to be thrown out of the Republican Party for holding up the vote. Here's all what uh, this radical Massey wanted. He wanted a roll call vote, John, rather than voice vote. And um, that was what he was saying. And he had the right to do it. And um, he right, said, no, all okay, I okay, okay, Ed, slow down here a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't know people got that hyped after listening to a Rush Limbaugh show. You know, I and and by the way, Rush, he's got nothing to lose because he is terminal. I don't think he's right. going to be around. There's not going to be any new contracts. Uh, there was speculation that is being kept out of his own broadcast booth uh, because mm -hmm. he had differing opinions. But you know, I'm I'm like, really? Why all this on Rush Limbaugh now? Because maybe Rush Limbaugh reveals a little bit of the truth. You know how long this guy's been on air? And it's all and it's all been politics. It's yeah. you know I I just man I well, I'm, here's okay uh, yeah uh, here's a couple more things. It was actually not to hype him uh, Limbaugh promote, but he does have that large audience out there. And to that end, just to let you know, I uh, did something today that I asked you the other day. You know, uh, on your uh, broadcast to my fellow listeners to fan out and get the word out. Well, today I put the. Um, uh, the uh, uh, Beacon, the Liberty Beacon website out on the Mike Gallagher show, and um, uh, him and I went at it. And um, he, he called me a couple things, and I called him a couple things, but at least he didn't hang up. And uh, I told him my thoughts. And uh, moreover, I got that website out there. Through that, they can eventually, people that are truth-seeking right now, and I think there are some, sitting home on this lockdown. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, one other thing before I go, uh, uh, John, this is very important. Yeah. Um, I let Mark know about a broadcast uh, that originated out of Louisville, Kentucky. Senate Majority Leader did a local um, uh, WHA interview uh, after the vote where he was all thumbs up and giddy and all this. And for some reason, the reporter asked him, who's in charge uh, up there, uh, uh, President Trump or Dr. Fauci? A, a, a very uh, curiously worded question, and to which this is important. Uh, 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 Mitch McConnell, he comes back and says, oh, oh we got to listen to him, uh, referring to Fauci. We've got to listen to him. Uh, he's the doctor of scientists. He was not joking. He was not equivocating. This is what he said. In other words, he did confirm that POTUS is not POTUS, as John Rappaport is reporting, John. So there's a, there's a lot here. I'm with you on this COVID. Uh, no, this is all about the bailout. This is all about the re, uh, as you put it, the uh, reshuffling of the economy, the yep. reset. Yep. Uh, the COVID is nothing. I even I, I say that uh, I don't care if I sound brazen to somebody that has come down with it. People die every year, like you say, twelve, thirteen thousand already of the regular influenza. Uh, people may die more from this. This is a hyped-up con job. And I'll tell you what, if the truth was fully known, Andrew Cuomo in New York there, they'd hang him from the lamppost like they used to do in New York. But that's what I had, John. Well, and again, 
there's a lot of arrogance and a lot of snub. I mean, a lot of smugness here. I'm looking oh. for this thing to blow over. And, of course, you know, Ed, they're going to stick in there. Well, we took these extraordinary measures. This was coordinated worldwide. If we would not have done this, the pandemic would have been a whole lot worse. I, I yep. know they're yep. going to do that. But once yep. the information goes out as to, yeah, it didn't quite turn out like they said, and, oh, by the way, you know what was going on when all this hysteria was going on? We just talked about it in the last hour. It's a private yeah. corporation now dictating to governments worldwide of what you're going to do and how you're going to handle this, and there's going to be an economic reset, and there's not a damn thing you're going to be able to say about it. You're on the hook. We know you're on the hook. There's nothing you can do about it. This is the Mac Daddy of power plays, but also, yep. Ed, this is a conditioning process for the sheeple of the world that dare not whisper a question above their hushed breath. Absolutely, John. And uh, listen, uh, uh, to cash in on your sentiment there, to drive down a highway in a neighboring state and to see, by governor order, stay at home. I'm sorry. This is the time for front sight, if you get my drift. Well, it's, say, it's funny you should mention that, Ed. What do you yes. got, a microphone in my office here? You got my phones bugged? Because <laughs> I just talked to Dan Sutterfield today, and we are going to do the front sight thing again. It's going to happen April 15th. And this time around, people, I'm telling you, gather up your cash here because you're going to right. need this. Right. Uh, John, on that note, is there any way you can talk to Mr. Sutter, Sutterfield about if uh, I know he has to go fully through credit card and Internet, can he have it so that we can have it more discreetly, pay him a check, pay him cash? Is that possibility with the uh, program? Only if we can hold or, uh, your first uh, firstborn uh, hostage until the uh, <laughs> until the account is paid. No, no, I'm sure. I'm abs- I can okay. tell you with absolute certainty he'd be willing to do that. Money order checks. He he holds on to those checks. Let me tell you something. He's like I do. He he trusts but verifies. He hangs on to every check until they clear. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah. the answer to that question is a resounding yes. Very good. Very right. good. And listen, um, um, I'm, uh, I send checks into you regularly. In fact, uh, I was talking to people about if I get that $1,200 check that everybody's <laughs> going to get, no matter how much money or how little they have, it seems, um, why not sign it over to RBN if you can? Well, I'm telling and, you, uh, it's, boy, the, it's the best investment in town. I, I don't. It I, sure is. I, I don't see anything that has remained rock steady. I don't see anything else that's maintained itself and has not gone over the deep end. Yeah. My God in heaven! I mean, I'm. I sometimes feel like Ed. I sometimes feel like I'm. I'm the guy that single-handedly is trying to shut down the fear porn. Well, listen. Uh, like I said, I, I got uh, some information relating to you on the. Um, Mike Gallagher show, and he's got a pretty big blowtorch, not like Limbaugh. But I'll tell you what, if you're right, that maybe Rush is having in his, I hate to even say it, you know, he's a fun-loving guy in his own way, uh, if he's having some second, second thoughts about having been uh, a lap boy uh, for the New World Order, huh. maybe he'll get some stuff out there. Well, okay, and, well, uh, how about this for a scenario? I've been joking about this the last couple of weeks. I've told people, actually, I've been picked, and I can't announce it yet, that I'm going to take over the Rush Limbaugh show. Yeah. (laughs) But if Rush Limbaugh doesn't want to do it himself, and he doesn't interview too many people, but if Rush Limbaugh would put me on his show for an hour, I could change things dramatically. And we wouldn't have to... the only thing I'd be focusing on, okay, we can talk about the, the coronavirus here a little bit, but let's talk about 2008, what happened there. Let's talk about present day, which he's already alluded to. He doesn't like those bailouts either. And here's the facts, ladies and gentlemen, you were never given, given to make up your own mind. Because if you knew what had happened in 08 and 09 to the degree it did, you would have been yelling in the streets, when they were talking about bailing out trillions, now we're, now we're up to $13 trillion now. The scam would not work. 
if people went, wait a minute, what did you just say? Right, we, right. We, Ed, we sometimes assume because, well, it's, you know, I thought, hell, I thought everybody knew that. I ask people repeatedly, and I've never had somebody tell me the answer to my question. And my question was simply this. Did they ever tell you the amount of debt that was created over these mortgage-backed securities in 2008? And they stop, and they stand there for a minute, and you can see the wheels turning. And they look at me and go, well, no, they didn't. They never did. And I said, and they never will. They never will. You saw a little indication. What did they tell you back in 08 and 09? Oh, you know, don't don't go to the banks and take out all your money. Everything is going to be fine. We're we're going to make sure the banks are funded. Nobody panic. What did they worry about in 1999? That, well, what what would have been revealed? The fractionalized reserve banking in all the stupid, worthless yes. money that's out there in the market that's not worth putting a match to and burning to to, to stay warm in a cold winter night. I mean, and we're almost no. there. Not not quite yet. But we haven't started talking about hyperinflation. We haven't talked about anything. But they're still dancing around this disease, this cancer that has destroyed this entire planet, and it's these bastard bankers. I, I want them gone. Yes. God almighty. Yeah, you're- yeah, you're sure right, uh, John. And uh, listen, um, uh, uh, I still urge my fellow listeners to uh, get the word out about RBN. And when I told you the other day that I get the phrase out there, the Liberty, uh, that's because the Liberty Bacon, that's because like American Free Press, it's not a competing radio network. What, do you, what, are, you tell, what are you telling people the address is? Uh, the, the, uh, the Liberty Beacon, not for you, but uh, the LibertyBeacon.com. When they go there... They see uh, he's got your uh, RBN label emblazoned pretty darn good on the right side of the uh, of the roll down of the scroll, so uh, they can find you. Uh, but they're also getting the information that Roger Roger Landry and John Rappaport put out because he's linked to John also. So that's why I use like a uh, that and it kind of um, uh, it's uh, easy to rattle off. I would and sometimes depending on the host. You can actually say, well, where'd you get that from? Then I have a feel a green light to mention another uh, competing entity, uh, radio, that being Republic Broadcasting Network. But just to not get a host in trouble by, you know, uh, bringing up a competing uh, radio uh, network, uh, I, I try to use a, um, uh, a go-around, like uh, the Liberty uh, Beacon, uh, your Roger Landry guest there. So, uh, and, and I tell them, call the 50,000-watt stations like WBZ Boston, uh, AM 1030 out of there. That reaches all up and down the East Coast. And uh, I almost feel like I live in Kentucky because I'm on WLW and some of them overnight hosts. Uh, Dave that sits in for some big long-haul trucker guy uh, on the weekend there, he lets a lot of information fly. I put out American Free Press on there. So there might be a few hundred, there might only be ten, there might be uh, uh, several thousand that find out about American Free Press. And But with other websites that link directly to you, They'll find you, especially if they go there, and now that people are looking for alternative information in a hurry as they're getting doubtful about this big bailout <laughs> uh, and corona, they might go to this libertybeacon.com. Um, uh, well, and there, you. and Ed, okay, I appreciate, man, you're wearing me out. Thank you. you you're wearing me out. I'm, I'm trying to run and <laughs> keep up to, with you, and I'm, I'm tired now. Okay? <laughs> All righty. Hey, thanks for having Sutterfield on. Uh, uh, I brought him up, yeah, and because uh, I've been thinking about him when I see uh, those overhead marquees, stay-at-home order by governor. I, 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 I wish I... What? Am I in the United... Did I take a wrong turn? Did I, did I end up in Sonora, Mexico? What is the what the blazes? No, you're this, just no. no. you're just walking into a waking nightmare called the New World Order. It's always been there, trying to eat our lunch, and now they're very close. But they right. they lack a lot of the tools that they need to put us asunder. They've yeah. been trying, yeah. but it hasn't been successful. Now, what does that tell you about the <laughs> resistance factor? It's worked yes. because now look what they're doing to try to take control. I always ask, wow. what's the banker's plan? Ta-da! You're looking at it. Ed, i got to run.
Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting facebook.com slash republicbroadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. This is going on all, and, and I'm trapped in the, damn it, coronavirus stuff here, and I've got information I want to go over, and I've got you good people calling. <laughs> I'm sorry? Two of them. Which two? The two that are up there are there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whoa. You've been you've been studying your Orwellian doublespeak dictionary, have you? The two that are up there are there. Okay. Dan, are you there in Texas? John. Dan, I'm here. I'm are you there? We are here. Okay. Anyway, from what I've been hearing over the last couple of weeks on uh, uh, Mike Rivero's show, he's not too interested in throwing any water on the flames of the coronavirus fear porn. Uh, nonetheless. Well, okay, now uh, examine examine that statement for a second, because I have other people, and ones that are very closely associated to this network, that are sheltering in place because they've had lung problems that have damn near killed them in the past. 
And people are erring on the side of caution just in case this thing gets bad. And I've been telling people, look, based on the information you're taking in, if you don't feel comfortable, well then you should do whatever you feel that is necessary for you to do. And this this is becoming a problem, Dan. It's becoming a major problem. And Michael uh, Michael Rivero, this guy, damn near died a month ago. This guy was as close to death as you can possibly get without dying. Now here comes the coronavirus. And if he were hit with this or his wife hit with this, I don't know that they would make it. So I can see a little built-in safety factor going on here. Well, uh, John, uh, would it be as fair a generalization as I could make it uh, to say that your position on America generally is somehow or another we must take America back? Well, yeah, and I've been discussing ways, the credible ways in which to do that. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious, and I mean this respectfully, John. I'm I'm not being condescending. What would make you believe Donald Trump's ever going to lift a finger to assist in that program? Which program? To take America back. Well, he's kind of been nibbling away at it, hasn't he? He staved off the Democrats' call for Obamacare, and he said, no, we're going to shift a little bit of this over here and a little bit over there. I don't doubt, knowing the man's background, being a non-politician, and the reasons why he sought out the presidency of the United States in the first place. You know, I mean, think about this, Dan. You're 70 years old. You've got the world by the tail. You still have your health. You've got a beautiful wife. And you got billions of dollars sitting in the bank. Yeah, I want to go burn up what's left of the rest of my life being president of the United States. For his ego? I I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this was a man that was looking at this from strictly a business standpoint going, wait a minute, this is crazy, that's nuts, I can fix this, I can help that. And I don't have any doubt that that was his mindset walking into the Oval Office. But of course... Dan, we all saw what happened with the wacky Democrats, and they were really pissed off that Hillary wasn't in there to carry out the ongoing plans for the democratization of America. we got to have that demonocracy, don't you know? So they saw it as a total loss in the momentum that they have built to flip this country. That's number one. When I look at Trump, and I know who his father was, and what his father believed, and how he was brought up, You know, people that ask me, I'm not Donald Trump. If you were to ask Donald Trump a direct question, Donald Trump would give you a direct answer. That is if I were Donald Trump. But let's not forget the position this guy is in. And he's got enemies he doesn't even realize or he hasn't seen yet. That's hiding in the darkened little corners. But as a, and it would be considered to be a lame duck presidency, because guess what, you don't get to be elected for a third time. Not like Franklin right. Delano, I really was a communist. Roosevelt. That he's got to tread carefully. And I looked at his position with Israel and what he did there. Setting out his stepson. I, I can see this, the day that his stepson looks at his, his father-in-law and goes, Why did you do that, Dad? And I can see Donald Trump going after the one thing that would make this country great again. And that's what I've been talking about for going on 30 years, Dan. We have honest money. Well, I wish money. I could join you in that belief, John, but I, I can't. Well. I don't think he's any different than the others. Well, you better hope that, so, I, you better, you better hope that you're wrong. <laughs> well, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Dan, thanks for your call. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. 
homeowners? Are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right, all the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. Many people tell us about their experience with Extendivite. Just listen to what Glenn has to say. Prior to taking it, I had diabetic neuropathy. The Extendivite reduced that significantly. Acid reflux was reduced. I had athlete's foot, very severe. Trimmed that down to about 75% dandruff. Almost completely gone. I had a a simple neuralgia at the base of my skull. I was having migraines reduced by about 90%. Heart palpitations, my heart would kind of stall out. I would skip a beat. Very uncomfortable. And when walking from downstairs going to sleep, by the time I got to the bedroom, which is just one flight of stairs, my heart was pounding coming out of my chest. My vision was blurry. This completely solved that problem. Great product. Thanks. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. in New Mexico, you were here and then you were gone, now you're back, your phone dropped. Go ahead, Ed. Yes, yes it did, thanks. Uh, John, if I said the word Ashtabula, would that ring a bell? Ashtabula. I know of a city in Ohio named Ashtabula. I was just pointing out that we have the same stopping grounds. At any rate, Mm -hmm. old listener, clear back to shortwave. Oh boy. Long. So, yes. Real quick, my only point is, uh, for anyone that's on the fence about whether this is a farce or not, uh, all you have to do is look at the type of testing, because all you hear is testing this, testing that. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, if anyone spends any time researching how the tests are being done uh, or not being done, <clears throat> they refer to it as a PCR test. And it simply looks for small amounts of DNA and a viral sequence and bits of co-human DNA. Mm-hmm. And it has to amplify that. So the test amplifies the DNA, 
But even at that, it cannot. It looks for a, a valid viral sequence, uh, but it doesn't look for the whole genome. So the identification of a single pathogen is next to impossible, even if you ignore all the other issues. And let me interrupt for one second. So sure. if I'm hearing this, and can I did safely deduce from this that they've got five different coronaviruses out there, and these tests may identify uh, a little bit of that virus or this virus over here or whatever. That's it, correct, and that's even if the test is done at all. Okay. Because I'm hearing a whole lot out there that the tests aren't even, the PCR test isn't even being used. It's basically if you come down with a, a flu symptoms in certain areas that are trying to push the numbers up, they simply add you to the list of, of, a, of the corona when it's simply a flu. And I, I would venture to say that, uh, and I think I'm correct in saying this, uh, all of the PCR tests, even by the manufacturer, and I encourage everyone to please research this, and you'll see what I'm saying. They even say it's 80.3% will give false positives on this PCR test. So even if the test is done, it will give false positives. So once again, if you want the numbers to grow and, and you're trying to fake somebody out, simply add to the numbers from flu symptoms because they're not really doing the test. The PCR test is inaccurate to begin with, mm-hmm. and it can't tell you the right genome, genome if it's even done proper. Mm-hmm. Now, Steve would be very good to get in on this because, you know, his background, and my understanding is they have to have at least two tests to verify the genome, and it's very elaborate to do, and they're not doing this. This is simply a farce. They're adding to the numbers with regular flu vim- symptoms, Look, the way I'm looking at this, they, they're building and testing the infrastructure for the next crisis. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. And, and God knows, and God hope that they don't take this one far. And uh, to the other gentleman that just was on, and, and kind of what you just said, if Trump is not for the people, we are screwed. Well, that, but, okay, but, okay let, let's, hit, let's hit a presidential reset here. What if we had, uh, okay, Obama in there for eight years? Oh, my God. And uh, say we would have had Hillary. Oh. It would have been, been horrible. Okay, but, but, but hear me out on this. Okay, so we, this guy doesn't walk, the orange-haired one, doesn't walk on water. Uh, he's really not that great, and he's just like the rest of them. Where does that leave us? Back in the same position we were in before. We have a country, we the people, we are supposed to be the government. We understand, nauseously so, how this government's been flipped. We have talked about it ad nauseum. So where does that put us? That puts us back where we were before with the option of getting this country back is going to be resistant, resistance, and this time we really, really, really do mean it. Absolutely. Okay, so... Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, I'm going to get off the phone, but real quick, please, people out there in the listening audience, call everybody and let them know know that this is a farce. If they get an inkling that we know, they'll back off. I don't... We're we're talking about the globalists and their multi-hundred-year plan. No, they're not going to back off. This is why I chiding. This is why I chidingly asked the question. Okay, what's Banker's Game Plan B? And we're seeing. I it. agree. We're seeing it. Absolutely, agree one hundred percent with you. But please, everybody out there, call and let your officials know that you're pissed off, if nothing else. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate your call. <sighs> Ken in New York. Hello, Ken. Hi, John. Hello. Um, I like the idea about the government giving us some money and then turning around and feeding their own destruction. Well, I don't often make pledges, but if I get a hold of it, you'll get a, either all of it or a substantial amount of it. <laughs> well, I'm still waiting to hit the lottery, and, man, I'm boy, wouldn't I, wouldn't I just love getting on the air one day and say, okay, folks, stop the presses, stop the donations, we got everything we need. As a matter of fact, if oh. I hit if I hit the big lottery, all the people that have given this network money would get a refund by way of gold or silver. <laughs> um, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the last part of Chris Hinckley's show today, but boy, that paint wasn't drying. 
He had a bunch of facts and figures that I think Steve would appreciate if he hadn't listened to them. Well, thanks for the heads up. You know, people ask me, well, don't you listen to your own programming? Holy no, mackerel. No, no, you don't have the time for that. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm, but, I'm just... but, see, but see, that doesn't stop yeah. people from sending me a video that, I know. okay, you need to look at this. Not the reason why you're looking for it, or here's the salient part of this video. It's here's your timestamp. start here. No, they send me a two-hour video and go, here, watch this. You know, I, I mean, I, I appreciate it very much. I appreciate people trying to, you know, contribute. Yeah. But for God's sakes, I tell people I get a thousand junk mails a day. I get thousands of emails every single day. Please help me out here a little bit. People still send me links that I've got to copy that and then go over to this page and paste that and then hit it. And maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. They won't even send me the live links. So I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that... We've got four people at this network, myself included. We've got three board ops that are wearing many different hats that are under tremendous strain to get it right every single day, and we've been able to do it. Mike is starting to indicate to me that he's becoming uh, one of the walking undead in the middle of the night because he's got sleep interrupt us. Well, so does Steve Elkins, and so do I. But for God's sakes, folks, please look at it. We are functionable, that's for sure. We're here every single day. Uh, But please. (laughs) Trust me, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think we were supposed to go back to work on uh, April the 1st, and I was watching Facha Brute, I mean our governor this morning, and uh, he says, uh, well, we're supposed to reopen the, the schools. Now, when the schools open, then the disabled, you know, programs reopen along with it or close with it. And he says, well, we're going to reassess it on April the 1st. And then he says, but I think we're going to be closed still. Well, he already made his mind up. <laughs> well, I wonder what announcement they're going to come out on April Fool's with. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Hey, Ken. We'll open up. Thank, thank you. I appreciate good your, weekend. I appreciate your call. Glenn in Philly. Hello, Glenn. Uh, Glenn, I was just told, and it's going to be about 30 seconds before you hear this in your ear, you'll probably discover that my guy hung up on you <laughs> by the time you hear this. So I will tell you, please call back in, Glenn. That was, uh, that was not intentional. Uh, let me take Jeremy in Savannah on one. Hello, Jeremy. Is that Savannah, Georgia, by any chance? Yeah, it's amazing how you don't talk about Trump colluding with the Fed and just writing out one of the biggest bills in history. No, and not, you still protect him like not, you're, not, not, he's not, your little boy. Not, oh, come on, Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. You're a traitor. Ooh. You've always been a traitor. Ooh, I've always been a traitor. Did they have yeah, Tybee? Did, did they have did they have Tybee Island? Did they have Tybee Island shut down? That's just a few miles to the east of you. Yeah, Tybee Island. Wipe your ass with it. That's what. <laughs> Jeremy, you're a sweetheart. Have a nice life. Bye bye. John in Michigan. Oh, you got Glenn back. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Glenn. You got Glenn or no? You got him now. Glenn? I'm here, John. There you are. Okay. Ah, there, there's the characteristic click. There we go. Okay. All right. Hi, John. Okay, two quick things, John. Um, I couldn't help but chuckle at the naivete of the fellow who thought that by paying for his front state membership with a check, he could maintain some degree of anonymity. <laughs> I... I I think it's fair to say that somebody somewhere maintains a list of pretty much everyone who goes to front state, which includes a lot of law enforcement people and stuff like that too. Mm. But I rather I, so if you're gonna if you're gonna take a stand for um, you know uh, your right to receive quality training you know, in accordance with the Second Amendment and stuff like that, for crying out loud, just take a stand and do it, yeah. knowing that they're gonna know. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that because that is the truth. You know, I I, yes. I I don't vote in national elections or state elections because I'm not going to file and declare myself to be a United States citizen. 
You know, I, I'm just uh, okay. not going to do it. It's not because well, I'm a, I'm afraid. Now, I happen to know, and don't don't think for a minute that they don't know that I know that the IRS was just a surety package for the international bankster gangsters when the private corporation took over our money doings here in this country. You know, right. and I and I've right. made this statement on the air. You know, if if the IRS wants to come after me, guess what? I'm not going to one of your little kangaroo. You know, uh, courts with uh, oh, well, one of your tax representatives to to tell me that I am an heir. No, 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 no. No, we're going to go into a courtroom of record, and we're going to get everything out. And by the way, I want that fully informed jury, and I will have it by God. The last time that this happened was in a state court, and the state didn't like it very much. They went after a woman over the state income tax. She broke it off, stuck it back in their ear. And they haven't bothered her since. It's the ones that they go after that are afraid. And and I asked this question, you know, well, how are you going to get these checks? Well, they, okay, they're going to look at your last year's tax. Okay, well, I, I think last year and the year before, it's well over 50% of the people in this country have not filed federal taxes or we are not going to. So there's going to be a lot of money sitting in that pool out there that's not going to be collected uh, by people that uh, just haven't filed their taxes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, think um, about that one. <laughs> yeah, when speaking of money, that brings me to my second point, which is having the Fed oversee fiscal policy is known as taxation without representation. You know, uh, there's no representation, and you have most uh, belligerent, defiant, autonomous, you know, a Greenspan saying, well, we don't answer to anybody, you know. Yeah. And uh, so the last thing we need is it's basically a group of oligarchs. So we would become a tyrannical oligarchy if that happened. Well, we're damn near there. We're damn yeah, and that's what everything always ends up anyway. You end up with a tyrannical oligarchy, whether, you're, whether you go far to the right in fascism or far to the left in communism, it both amounts to nothing more than tyrannical oligarchy. But, but anyway, all righty, that's, that's all I had. Well, Glenn, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Take Thank care. you. <sighs> Jeremy and Savannah, I, I really wanted to. I really wanted to talk to that guy because I used to live on Tybee Island. Rabbi Rick from Florida, and he comes in. Jeremy from Savannah. Damn. Chance in West Virginia. Hello, Chance. John. John, wouldn't you know it? This novel coronavirus meets all the preconditions necessary for a declaration of martial law. Can you believe it? And it didn't, and these medical martial law didn't start with Obama. This goes back to 2003 with Bush, Papa Bush, and then with his son. They enacted some executive orders also. Yeah. I think we're in deep doo-doo, John. And do you remember when uh, all those government agencies were armed to the teeth during Obama's uh, <laughs> tyranny? You remember that? That might be something to consider too. This Chance, might be unleashed. Chance, Who knows? I, I, yeah. I have been I have been after these banker guys for damn near three decades, and I have had prominent people, the heads of publishing of patriotic magazines and whatever else, me being in their office and them looking at me, going, you know, this banking thing, you're wrong. That's not going to be the uh, the end of the American dream. Uh, it just isn't, and you guys keep predicting a banking crash, and that's just not going to happen. Now I well, listen, and and yeah. hang, hang, hang on, hang on a second. And yeah. me sitting there and looking at them straight in their eye and telling them you are wrong. But here's the thing: people that think that they're right, they're not going to, for one minute, really take careful consideration of what you're saying, because they know and you don't. They're smarter than you are, and they know better, and they're just going to sit there and smile at you and go, huh, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll let them wait and see if their intelligence is going to save them. But let me tell you one thing, though. These detainment facilities that they have planned, according to their own documents, 
There's no medical facilities or medical personnel in them, so take that into consideration, too. And here's another thing, John. What's her name? Nancy Messonnier? Is that her name? Messonnier, Director for Disease Control and Prevention? She made that statement, total containment isn't in the cards. Now, people should be adding all this up because uh, I think the, uh, the poop is going to hit the oscillator. This, is, this was heaven sent for these people. I, 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 hang on a second here, Chance, because I'm not going to have a chance. And this is really distressing to me. I, I, I love the calls coming in. I love people's concern. I, I, I want to get their two cents. But I've, I've had information here on the background, and this actually, actually came out of Fox News here. This World Health Organization and this Tedros guy, he seems to be a little bit snaky. I wanted to get into that, but we're going to have to put that off to another day. Chance? Well, consider Consider everything I said, John. Uh, I think there are clues to what's going to be happening. Thank you for taking my call now. Okay, thanks, Chance. John in Michigan. Hello, John. Well, John, I appreciate you taking my call. I don't listen to anything you had to say, but uh, I, I agree with you on Trump. Um, there's nobody out there, and I think in this world, that could put up with all he has to put up with every, every day. Oh, and are you on a speakerphone? It just took you off. I'm sorry. I thought Thank I you. took you off. Thank you. Well, and I, here and here's the thing. These uh, these are the greasy callers. You know, Murr tipped us off here as to who this guy really is, but why they're listening, and would you really want to listen to something that you fundamentally disagree with, and then go after people for what they're saying? You know, I mean, is this a just a a conservative? kind of guy, a constitutionalist that thinks Trump ain't the guy, so he vehemently goes after Trump. Oh, no, but I was a butt-kisser, too. You know, and I'm a liar. You know, who the hell are these people? And are they going to admit? Do you think we'll ever hear, and Jeremy's not his real name. He's some kind of rabbi from Florida or some crap that I've heard. At any rate, do you think these guys are going to call back into the show and go, well, you know what? I was wrong about Trump, and you were right. I apologize. I, and it ain't that ain't happening. Well, I, 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 uh, I, I'm behind you all the way with your feelings on him because he hasn't really had a chance to, to really uh, do what I think he's capable of doing with his background and information he got from his father and from yeah. the people in Scotland. He went back to Scotland for a month before he came back and and uh, made his decision. And he came back you know, and said, you know, he John, had the... John, let, let, let me say this, because this is a thought, I and I was discussing this with the people here at the network. You know what we have here? We've got a thousand pieces to a puzzle on a table. And we're supposed to put this puzzle together. The only problem is, I just looked at the box, and it said it's a 500-piece puzzle. So I've got double the number of pieces on this table that I'm supposed to complete this picture, but I've got too much. And I'm going to be sitting here trying to cram and jam for an infinite amount of time trying to make all this stuff fit. And this is what I see a lot of people doing. They're going out and saying, okay, well, he didn't do this or he didn't do that. Okay, this must mean that. I'm just looking at this guy. I've, I've cautioned people. I've told him he's not Jesus Christ. He doesn't walk on water. Is he perfect? Oh, no, this man is not perfect. Yeah, the argument, would you rather had Hillary Clinton? Well, most people, yeah, well, we would have gotten this thing over with and been at war and got our country back. Well, I got the news for you here. The globalists don't want any of you to survive. And I think they're going to do everything possible to try to brain screw you, confound and confuse you, bankrupt you, do whatever they can until they can't do it anymore, and then they'll just drop the hammer. That's when everything, they're the hammer, and everything's going to look like a nail. You know, I don't know what to say to these people. You know, we got a thousand-piece puzzle here, folks, but we got to make a picture using only 500. Ah. Well, when you have people uh, uh, flipping out over toilet paper, you can see why um, <laughs> these people don't want them around or living anymore because they're useless eaters, yeah. according to... Their leaders, but uh, I, I just appreciate your time and your, your work you're doing. Uh, also, I heard. Uh, have you ever interviewed Dr. Sherry Rogers? I don't think so. Ever heard of her? 
Well, she's wonderful, and she explained uh, today on an interview that a, a really a perfect uh, example of how this virus attacks the body through the cells. And she says our country is, I think, 43 in health in the world, and that our cell membranes have broken down, and this virus has a very easy way in, and it's through the diet that we've had. And mm-hmm. uh, to protect it, there are certain supplements that will yeah. help benefit people. And, and they're not talking about anything like that. Yeah. It's just toilet paper will get you through this. All right. John, got to run. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. God bless you. Murr in Wisconsin. Hello, Murr. Hi, John. Hello. Yeah, I recognize the guy's voice. I don't know if he's really a rabbi. His name is Rick, and his area code's 321 in Florida, but he changes. He even goes to the trouble of changing area codes to get through to numbers. <laughs> well, he's and dedicated, he but uh, who who would right. have that kind of, you know, I mean. He's a troll. Well, exactly. That's a Exactly. Typical troll. Rabid Rabbi Rick is what we call him. And uh, <laughs> you consider yourself honored to be shamed and blamed by the perfect troll. Well, and, and, and I, <laughs> I just want to know if they're getting paid for this, what they think they're actually doing. Do they actually, are they, do they think they're being an American? Do they think that they're being patriotic? What, what, what are they thinking? I, I mean, I would have taken this guy's call, you know, and he could, could have said anything he wanted about Donald Trump. But please, allow me to explore who you are and your political motivations and what you see. You know, people mistook, I, people yeah. mistook this the other day when I was talking about Paul in New Jersey that I was somehow dumping on Mike Rivero. And I took the opportunity. I heard the guy, and I, this told me, well, he's actively calling, and I bounced him off the show before. I just wanted to take the opportunity to caution him not to call into the show because I figured out who this guy is. What his modus operandi is, you know. Well, it's I told ca- Patrick when he was filling in for you, Patrick Slattery. Yeah. Paul Geller is a Jew, and he was on the radio with the FBI informant Hal Turner. Yeah. Well. So, yeah. yeah Verifies this... what you're saying. Yeah. But this Tedros guy, this Tedros Adhaman Gabriel Ethel, I think he ought to date. Neil deGrasse Tyson, or maybe they already do. Well, I want to, and thank you for bringing that up, because the story is out there, and it's by Fox News. WHO chief's questionable past comes into focus following coronavirus response. I would have loved to put that information out today. Hell, Fox is putting it out. Slimy (laughs) Jeremy is back. You want to hang on here, Murr? Oh, sure. Hello, Jeremy. You got about uh, two minutes. Are you going to limit me to time now? When you, you well, you know, the end of the show is the end of the show. I that. can't roll out. Now I'm going, going to, to bump the hour time. into the next hour, Jeremy. You got two minutes. You know what? You're a phony, man. Yeah, oh, here You're we go. Hey, there's just, a name calling. Just up, slimy Jeremy. Just Bye-bye. Call. Bye-bye. Projecting proclivities. Name calling, name calling, name. Oh, you're going to limit me to two minutes? No, you damn fool. It's the end of the show. <sighs> Thank you, John. Thank you, Mer. <laughs> God Almighty. Maybe he didn't like Rabbi Rick from Florida. <laughs> Just up here to name call, not to throw any of the, anything on the table. To okay, let me find out who you are. I already know what you are. You're a troll. Changing your number so and your name so people don't recognize you. If you've got salient points and you've got an argument, I don't think there's any host on this network that wouldn't listen to a sound argument, but all you're reduced to is name-calling, which tells me where you come from. Thank you. Thank you for being here, folks. the Second Amendment your line in the sand? Is the United States Constitution important to you? Are you worried about gun confiscation? You need to join us for free at gunconfiscation.com. At gunconfiscation.com, you will meet like-minded patriots, get the latest Second Amendment news, and find anything you need to prepare for gun confiscation. Visit gunconfiscation.com today. 
That's gunconfiscation.com. Which side are you on? You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.